Welcome back, listeners. We've had another week of running action, which we're going to talk to you about uh, this week. Uh, we've had some great feedback this week as well, which is cool. So thank you to everyone who's getting in touch and emailing us. It's really, it's really cool. Big shout out to Drew Parks of Stu and Drew's Ice Cream. We've already been in touch. We're talking about with them about a potential beer mile or B race at the beer mile, which is brilliant. We're very exciting about that. Um, we've had some emails about races as well from a few people. So yeah, thanks for that. Ah, it's amazing. Yeah, thank you very much, guys um, and girls. It's been a pretty epic week. Um, I think we even made the top uh, the top few hundred podcasts, and and well, I don't know. You, you sent me a message on Saturday night about well, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, three a.m. Yeah, you, you were time. scrolling through the, the iTunes uh, top few hundred, and you happened to come across. Short. So we are, what last week anyway, we are 195th most popular sports-based podcast in the UK, which is a, which is a win. We're, we're, we're two places ahead of a few uh, unofficial local FC podcasts, so uh, right, that's, yeah, that's we're in big leagues now. I never, I, I never actually asked you if it was the UK or the world, and um, uh, I didn't realise you had this podcast, actually, sports podcast. I think, it, I, that's a good question, I assume it's the UK, but... Maybe it is the well, world. Maybe it is the world. Well, uh, we can, we, we yeah. can pretend it. That's been telling everyone it's the world. That's so. the world. Let's just say 200 generally. That's even better. Yeah. No one's, at least no one's going to check, so it's fine. So, um, well, I, I was trying to find it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> maybe we dropped out of 200. <laughs> right, so, one thing we promised the listeners at the end of last week, and uh, I think we're now in episode 6, we should go for this, is Kyle, why Tartan Shorts?
being a distance runner, distance runners aren't aren't the best at 100 meter sprints, are they? No. You know, there's too there's too too many slow twitch muscle fibers in there, and uh, not enough fast twitch. And um, so, I, I I decided to do the 100 meters. And um, it was a straight final. My mum, my my dad, my granny, my granda, my auntie, my uncle, they were all sitting on the hill, and um, just just by the 100 meters straight. Uh, and and you know when the gun was about, I was on, on your march, so everyone's got their blocks, or everyone's crouching down. What does a distance runner do, Tom? Stands they up. don't crouch. They stand up like an 800 meter runner. Then they're, they're not going to bend over. You, know, you, just, you just wouldn't. You know, that's not what you do when you're distance running. You want to show people that you're a distance runner in a sprint race. So I stood up, and I the gun went off, and bang. So I went as hard as I could fast as I could, and bear in mind it's only 100, 100 metres, I must have had, oh god, I must have been last by about 30 metres, and it was only, uh, we're only 70 metres into the race, <laughs> or they were, anyway, I was in meter, 40 metres by that point, and I'm sprinting along, and I noticed on the left hand side, part of the track, there was, there was a TV, there was a TV camera there, and I think it was an American TV show where we're filming, and so that was quite good, so I got the chest out, Try to look as good as I can for the camera. While you're chilling by thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, oh, that's you know, I had my time. My, my time was later on in the, the distance races. Right. Got and you. as I was running, I, I was like, oh, this, I, I, I just felt this cool breeze from below, and I looked down, and to my horror, I could just hear this. I could see this thing just flapping about between my oh, legs. No. And, and it was, and then all I heard was the crowd on the right hand side just erupting with laughter. And all I could think was my granny and my granda were there, and and this thing's just whapping about, and I'm trying to, and by this point, while I'm looking down, everyone's finished, and I'm still sprinting with one left arm. The other one's trying to tuck this, mon- I would say this monster, but that far. Um, and I, I tried to get it back in. Um, because by this point, everyone in the crowd, there was about 8,000 people there, everyone in the crowd seen it, and it was just, not only was I last, but I lost all my decency. Um, did, they ha- did they hand out, they must, it's like horse racing, they're handing out binoculars in the crowd at this event. Oh, there is some binoculars, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, that's, so that, that was it, really. Um, and and I, I was hoping that my, my family didn't see what happened, but they did. You know, even, oh, even no. from 200 metres away. To be fair, the US, US TV, I mean, that's surely what they've come for. Well, they, you know, no, I, I, I don't know. They, scandal. I never, I never got to see the programme, but, yeah, no doubt, my, um, you know, I'm on these weird and wonderful You've Been Famed shows, but, anyway. So, so uh, there you go, so, listeners, so that's why we're called Tartan Running Shorts, because it's, uh, we embodied the spirit of a 18-year-old, I don't know what you were, running down a 100-meter sprint with his willy flapping out. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the lesson learned is, although I've still got the shorts, I've just got an answer. You know, I've got, like, what you call underwear. I wear underwear underneath my car and running shorts now. So there's still, yeah, you just have to, just bear that in mind, guys. If you're going to wear short shorts, just make sure you cover up your decency or make sure that the, the elastic's going to hold everything in, you know? I'm going to start writing these down, these Kyle's words of wisdom. We've had eat sweets every day, now we've got tuck in your business into a pair of underwear or un- 
underwear of your choice. I think you've got a, that's a book. It's a, it's a book waiting for you, isn't it? Where is? Where is? Where is bed? bed yeah. We never actually cut. We we actually cut that. So we uh, that's a, that could be a teaser. I think well in bed. I think in the, the, the interview with, with Lewis, um, we we might have met, uh, we might have mentioned the wellies. Okay, so, cool. There you go. So that's pretty anyway. cool. So Kyle's given a, a nice little teaser there. So this so this week we're going to talk a bit about our training as usual, a bit about race results, and then we've got an interview with, with Lewis Walker, Kyle's coach, who um, which will give some great advice for all the listeners. Yeah, that's 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 definitely what, what's going to happen today. Um, the, the chat we're going to have is about the marathon training. Um, so this is the kind of time where people are starting to look at an autumn marathon. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you'll get some good insight uh, into his, his advice. So there you go. Um, so, yeah, going into our training this week. So, Tom, what have you been up to this weekend? Well, so I've had a, yeah, I've had a, pretty, a pretty good week. Another, another week of building up the... Uh, the mileage. Uh, let me just bring my training up. So last week, as always, I started the week with an easy run on on Monday, which was good. I was, you know, keeping to getting the mileage up. My I was looking to get back up to sort of in the sixties again for the mileage, which was good. Um, so yes, yeah, so I did an easy six mile uh, run on on Monday um, at lunch, and then on Tuesday I did a a short, sort of a little short, short session. I was a bit tight for time actually, so I thought I'd do something that's better than nothing. So I went down and did a, um, sort of went along to the club session, ran there, ran back. Didn't do the club session because the time was short, and did a, did a 10 by, sorry, 12 by 200 as just a sort of, you know, glorified strides effectively just to, to, uh, to freshen the legs up, which was good. So that was uh, nine miles in total on Tuesday with some effort. On Wednesday, I did another about ten mile run. Went up to Kirkhill, which is a trail uh, up just north of Aberdeen. So I went up there with um, one of the lads from the club, Cameron Strachan. We did a, a steady hour around uh, ten miles on there, which was an hour ten. It was good. And uh, then on Thursday, I did another session. So the week's kind of structured: Monday, Wednesday, Friday, easy with session on Tuesday and Thursday, which is cool. So yeah, the Thursday session was. It was kind of like some a tempo work, I think you'd call it. So I did two miles at uh, tempo pace, so about 5:30, which is somewhere between my 10k and half marathon pace, so comfortably hard, pushing it a little bit. And then I did four by a mile uh, at that same pace, probably a little bit quicker than the last two. So what I'm doing is some training stuff I found on the online is to try and build up from six by a mile a couple of weeks ago at. 10k pace and by the time mid-July this 10k I'm doing in Manchester comes up I'll aim to be up to 3 by 2 miles or 2 by 3 miles at that pace and really yep. hopefully hone into it. So yeah, that was a good session. Friday yeah, was uh, easy, 6 miles. Um, Saturday, another easy run actually. Do you know, I was going to go for a, a longer run on Saturday um, because I had a race on Tuesday, I was umming at this Tuesday just yesterday, so I was umming at what I would do. So I just did ten on, uh, sorry, eight on, eight easy Saturday, and then on Sunday I went for a, a long run, about twelve miles, hour and a half, with um, Miles Edwards and another uh, mate from the club, Chris Richardson. So just an easy, easy run there. It was good to catch up with them. Um, and yeah, sixty-seven miles for the week, Kyle. So 
decent. Yeah, so it's coming steady. That's uh, two weeks on the bounce, 60 plus. Coming yeah, back to average, average four weeks, just under 60, so. Yeah. He's getting back on it. Back on the yeah. Brilliant. How about you? Um, I was just, just a question about your trick. You mentioned about strides. Um, mm -hmm. I know you're a big believer in doing, you know, doing an easy run and then maybe doing strides. Do you, you still doing that kind of stuff? I do, yeah. I so a couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, so last eighteen months ago, I got injured and it was a knee issue. And um, physio James Cushang was on. One thing we looked at was was my form, and I've really I've got quite a, a slow cadence. I was maybe a little bit overstriding. And what I've been trying to work on is get my cadence up and get my feet underneath me. And I'm, I find that doing a set of strides once a week not only does it really loosen up my quad, which I'm really I find I feel looser after them, but it also yeah. it's encouraging my cadence up. And I'm hoping if I you know do that once every couple of weeks in in lieu of a session or at the end of an easy run, that that'll do it. And you know, touch wood, I did the I was doing them every I guess every second week to to London build up. And I mean, I made the start line, which is always the first thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what what how many how many sets of, of strikes do you do? Do you do like five, ten, or so I, I do recovery and I do about 6 to 10, so 15 to 20 seconds, and it's rough, it's not on the watch, it's, I know on the lane behind the house, from that lamppost to that lamppost is, uh, is what I do as a strider at work, from the entrance to a car park out to a bus shelter, that's the other, that's a stride there, so just 15 to 20 seconds, I've done some reading, you know, the Jack Daniels coaching manual, Fitzinger, you know, they talk about, you know, accelerating through the first 30 to 50 metres of it, and then holding your pace a wee bit and then cruising in so you know it's not you see some people with strides and they're doing absolutely flat out sprints maybe that works for them but for me it's kind of like just getting the legs spinning it's not it's not you know not anaerobic it's just really just exercising getting the getting the cadence up and getting the and loosening up the legs and you know it seems to work for me and and you know the day but i find one or two days before a race as well is really good just to just to loosen up i think as well kevin Selassie did he was a big believer in doing mm. strides wasn't he yeah he was yeah um, I, I, I've been thinking about doing, I mean, I do them now and again, but not, not consistently, but it's something that I, I probably should start doing again, but I think when, you, you probably nailed it in the head about the, when I was, when I do strides, I'm a bit like you, I, I'll, I'll try and emphasize good technique, yeah. and, and making sure that I'm not over-striding, and I'm not, like, exaggerating it completely, just, you know, bringing, you know, the chest out, shoulders back, yeah being as, as fluent as I can, landing directly below my body um, and, and being fairly light on my feet as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I think it's a, great, a great way of, um, of training your body to be more economic as well. Um, yeah, efficient. So, no, I, yeah, I mean, I, two or three times a week I would, I would probably do, even twice, you know, yeah. you don't do it at all. And the benefits exactly. of doing you, you, you work on a different system, energy system when you're doing an easy run versus doing a, a, a set of strides and you don't have to do them it doesn't it's not a session so exactly should, yeah you, sh you should be able to finish you should feel better for doing it than yeah. to feel fatigued so exactly. doing them, you need a good recovery and and, uh, and you're doing it short as well so yeah i think it's something so you say the recovery that. yeah i mean i'm just jogging like a minute after it and and you can do it during part run for anyone who's not who doesn't do strides you know, say try it out on the end of your long run, sorry, easy run, just in the last mile, just four to six times between a couple of lampposts, you know, just 
get the lights turning. And I, I heard a quote by someone, I can't remember who it was, they were talking about strides and they said, fast shouldn't be forced. And that was really quite interesting that you should, it should, you know what I mean, you shouldn't feel like you're straining, you should feel like you're just yeah. flowing and, as you say, focused on form. So, so yeah, um, I'm a big fan of getting them in. Perfect. Well, I'm just trying to delay, um, delay my, my, um, you know, giving you all the questions just now because I, I've got no idea what I did last week. Uh-huh. I've got no bloody idea. <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at my training last week, and uh, you know, the last few weeks, uh, you know, when when you're coming up to a big race, I always find like the last couple of weeks is probably the toughest because you know you're almost there with the training, and you just kind of, you just want to get done, you know. You just want to do the do the training, get deeper in, and then just relax, and then you know, and after your run, your big run, just chill out for you know a bit and <laughs> reset. So Absolutely. I'm getting I'm I'm getting to this stage where I'm just like I just want to get it done, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just fed up. So um, you know, this is now the race is we're sitting here on a Wednesday night. The race is a week on Sunday. Is that right? Are we on Saturday? That's right. Yeah. A week, no, a week Saturday. A week right. Saturday. So you've got, so last week was your kind of three weeks out, this week is your two weeks out, and then next week is the week of the race. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so last week was that, so that's start of a paper then? Well, today was the start of the paper, actually. So okay. I had a, today's, I'm good, yeah, let, let's make it easy for me. Let's start from today rather than last, last week. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll rewind back, that's much easier. Yeah, that's a good way to do it, yeah. And yeah, what I did on Monday, Tuesday last yeah. week. So, so what are we? What day is it today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday night. Um, so today was probably the the last kind of session where you know I'm not tapering. So th- this today was a, a tough session. Um, so I did my ten. I, I fasted overnight. Um, I did my ten miles. Um, just all on the D side line this morning. Cool. Uh, so I, fe- I felt okay. Um, I was. I actually had my my my. Uh, soon to watch on but uh, I didn't charge it last night so it went it, it died after mile four um, but I did have a, a, a cheeky wee look um, and I noticed I was going about 550-ish per mile nice. um, which it felt which I was quite happy with because that was in the way up you know you, on, on the D-side line from Aberdeen to Bankery there's an, a slight incline Yes. Um, and then on the way back it's slightly downhill so I was quite happy to be running about that um, and I never really looked at my watch until mile four. Um, and the only reason I looked at it was just to see if I've got any battery left. Uh, <laughs> and then it just died. So I'm quite lucky to, to see that. So I probably averaged about just under 550 for, for the 10 miles, which is meant to be steady and really just to deplete the carbs that I've got in my, you know, my, my muscles, really. So the idea was straight after that run was to, you know, rehydrate and have some eggs, uh, and just kind of protein-based food, protein and fat. I mainly just had eggs, really. Um, and uh, and then later on today, just we were meant to do the podcast a little bit earlier, but I had to do six by a mile, um, and that was really just carb depleted. And started off, did my first mile, and I just felt so flat. I felt so so shit, uh, and it's happened before. Um, but I know you've got that. The idea is to feel feel not great anyway, you should yeah. be feeling like you're using your, using your energy, you know, your fat stores and stuff to, to battle on through, but I, I, I just, I, I just felt really flat, I had a long day at work, and, and yeah, just, just, 
mile mile three, and I thought that was that's enough. <laughs> so we could have done the podcast earlier because I got back about twenty past seven. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm not. You know, I'm usually I'm I'm quite pissed off. Like I haven't completed a session, but I just felt again. I know, and you know, you could probably. This is I think this is a current trend. Or he's not completing sessions, but. Um, but tomorrow, what I'm going to do is, I remember last week, I never did that session, but I did a good session on the Thursday, um, and it was a good hilly session, it was slightly different, because there wasn't carbs completed, um, it was a benefit to, to, to my target, you know, to, to my race as well next week, so I'll probably do the same again, I haven't told Lewis yet, but he's probably going to have a go at me for not doing the whole session, but hey, that's life, what can you do? Um, I mean, you did. So you, this is so this is your carbon completed day. You've done two runs. The one in the morning sounds pretty solid. If you were, you know, moving at sub six hundred miling at that time of the day, depleted. You've done a session tonight, and yeah, that's uh, that sounds quite uh, solid. Yeah, I mean, it might just be that I maybe did my session this morning a little bit too fast, mm-hmm. um, or I maybe didn't eat enough food. Uh, I might yeah. be dehydrated. Like, there's so many reasons why I could have felt shite, but. What can you do? You exactly. move on, don't you? you just keep you know? plowing on regardless. Keep plowing on. <laughs> you'll be all, you're almost there, mate. You're almost at the, almost, the back almost. off time. Almost. Just and keep I, think that, I think that you, you get this maranoia, don't you? Ultra maranoia. Yes. Ultra maranoia. Yeah, that's that's I, a different I, level to maranoia. Yeah, ultra maranoia. I can't even imagine what that's like. Ultra, I, I guess. Anyway. So I did, uh, that was that was yesterday, um, I did a couple of runs uh, yesterday as well, that, that was good, just easy running, Monday easy running, and then on, in the weekend, um, Saturday, well last week I did an 80 mile, just over an 80 mile week, so that, that's, I was happy with that, so I've kind of averaged about 80, 83, 84 miles for, for in the last few weeks, which is which I'm happy about. Um, but on the, God, what did I do? On, on the Saturday, um, I did the Cornhill Highland Games. Nice. And I, did, I, had my, I didn't have my tartan shorts on this night. Probably for the best, for kids, and, for kids the best. in attendance and all that. Well, that, that's it. Um, I didn't want to scare my wife as well, you know. <laughs> so, I didn't want how to did, see how that. How did it go? You, took, you were telling me there was two, the Cornhill Highland Games is what, two races, a 10k and a hill race? Yeah, so it's, um, it's an eight, eight mile hill race. Uh, so the idea was just to do it as, a, as an effort, and there's a 10k race, but the 10k race starts at the same time as the 8 mile hill race, um, but the 10k only goes to the bottom, and so you run out to the hill, then you go up the hill, the eight, well the hill runners go up the hill, um, but the 10k race stops at the bottom of the hill, so the 10k runners stop back, so they turn around and go back, so it's an out of back course. Um, so I, I, I went off, um, you know, it wasn't it's, it's an interesting race because, I mean, it's the re- two reasons for doing it. Ah, again, I'm going to get, I mentioned it last last week in the show. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not often a pot hunter, but, but there was a little bit, there was a little bit of money in the race. So I thought, oh, why not? Get a bash. Um, and I can right. pay for our ice cream at Port Soy. So if you ever get a chance to go to Port Soy, come get along there. You, you and I get, get out. I think it was like a, waff, a waffle. And it was, that was like a cone, it was like a cone waffle. Oh, cool. Like, you know the actual waffles you get? The doughy waffles? Yeah, yeah. One of those. 
And oh, nice. You know, all these different ice creams in, and you get all, all these different types of soft, um, toppings. I had cool. biscotti sauce on my oh, ice nice. cream. It was phenomenal. Oh, anyway, that, that, that's ice cream. That's not running. So anyway, going back to the run. Um, I started off doing the, doing, you know, started, the gun went off. Um, there was this wee guy, this wee guy um, from, oh, God, what's it called? Um, Devon. Devon Harriers. Okay. Um, so he, he went off like a, a rocket. I had no idea who this boy was. He was about, he was about 15, 16 years old, and I thought, all oh, right, very good. Just just one of these young guns going off too hard. I'll, old man Greg will, will pick him up. <laughs> so I get to my, my mile one pits off, and I'm still looking ahead going, where the hell, why is this guy not going to slow down? I hope he's not doing the, the hill race. I hope he's turning back at the 10K mark. No, you're here for a purse. Running in the 1970s to 1990s, 
Um, mm-hmm. They gave 10 world best, 10 world records. The distances range around from 50k to 200k in the six hours and 24 hour races. Um, he was voted the finest ultra distance runner of the 20th century. Um, in 1989, Don ran. 846 miles from John O'Groats to Land's End, raising funds for cancer research. Um, and that's the new record time of 10 days, 15 hours, and 27 minutes. Right. Uh, he has also used um, his considerable running experience to advise many of some local runners. Uh, one of them went on to win the World 100K Championship. And that guy is Simon Tribe. Um, wow. Former Mike Rabin runner. Yeah. But anyway, I never really finished my, um, my story, but this. Sonny McGrath is actually the, the nephew of Don Ritchie. So, there's so some he's, got, he's got royal blood in him. Exactly. So yeah. no dis- there was no uh, no shame in you getting dropped by this kid on the, the start of a race. Not, not at all. Um, so yeah, I, I felt a little bit better after that. But I, I, I did have a, a, a chat with Don actually. Um, and I was, tr- I was trying to pluck, pluck his brains for my race uh, next week. You know, asking what, what he what he what he wore in his feet. Um, you know, he just wore swimsuits back then. I'm gonna say, I'm not sure they had speed coats in uh, 1978. Ah, none of that stuff. No, no. Um, the question is, Kyle. The question I've got is, did he know who you were? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if he did. Um, his 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 wife um, was like, ah, come and speak. You go, Don, and I was like, I, but I mean, I, I've been. I've been to one of the, there was Maui Roadrunners, um, the, I think it was Maui Roadrunners, anyway there was this tribute to Don, Don Ritchie um, a few years back, it must have been about 10 years ago, um, it was just about his, his uh, it's just a celebration of, of his life, it's kind of like a testimonial, um, you know the, what they do for football and stuff, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like that, um, it was like a slideshow and of, of all, his, all his achievements and stuff, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, real, real decent guy. I would encourage you to buy the book, The Stubborn Scotsman. I'm going to give that a read. I'm just looking at his, uh, his, there's an article about him on Scottish distance running history, and it's, uh, his, his CV is incredible. It's yeah. Some, a, a lot of track, a lot of ultra track stuff, which is cool. It's mental as well. I mean, he's got a couple of guys at our do or some of that, you know, 24-hour track races. Absolutely bonkers. It is, isn't you it? You need a certain mindset for that. And I, I think the, the actual title of his um, book as well, it's, it, it probably matches his kind of uh, character. You know, mm-hmm. he's a tough, he's a tough guy back then. You know, he, he laid down a full-time job and went out and trained, trained like a full-time athlete. And, and you know, even now he's, you know, he's one of the, he would be one of the world best uh, ultra runners as well. You know, so this quote, have, this quote says it all. To run a Don Ritchie, to run an ultra marathon, you require a good training background. And you must be a little crazy. There you go. Nice. Well, uh, you should be one. You're a little crazy as well, aren't you? Not ultra crazy. Not okay. yet, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit. I've got, I've got a riddle for you. Um, right, wait till I find it. Hold on. Okay, here we go. Right, for you and the listeners. How can you come first, second, and last in two races? Tune in next week for the answer to that riddle, listeners. I'll tell you now because I'll forget. So, Debbie, Debbie did the race, didn't she? Um, so, 
So she wasn't going to do the race because she had the Scottish Time Trial 25 Mile Championship for cycling um, the following day. But uh, unfortunately, the race didn't really have a good a good female field in the, the eight mile hill race. Um, so she decided to do it. Um, but she was the only female competitor hmm. uh, in the hill race. There was a few girls doing the 10K. Um, so yeah, she ended up doing the race, but she just decided, right, if she just completes the race, she'll, she'll get a drive. Um, so she was first, because she completed it, and mm-hmm. she was also last female. So she oh, came okay. first and last in the, that race, um, female, and the following day she did the, the, the time trial race, the Scottish Championships time trial race, and she came second. So there you go, that's, that's the riddle. That's a, that's, that's, a ba- that's a fantastic riddle. I made it up myself. I that. <laughs> Great. Alright, so, so yeah, so on the following day we went to Forfar. We went to Forfar and um, Debbie did a race. I did a run, I did a 15 mile run around Forfar, around the loch, really nice actually. Um, and then I visited a little monument up up in the hill uh, while, while waiting for Debbie. Now, now Debbie, I, I was expecting her time to be one hour five for 25 miles. She came in 58 minutes. She didn't expect to medal. Um, and she's not, that was her first kind of cycle and race. Uh, she's mainly a triathlete. So it, I think it worked out to be like an average of 26 mile an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. Very impressive. So Good shape for her upcoming triathlon. Well, yeah, that's it. So it's good. She's got that. Obviously, we're going away. She's got her um, challenge. Uh, Headhouse Bergen this weekend, and then uh, the, uh, the weekend after that, the day after my race, it's the Challenge Hildron race in Germany. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's quite it's a real cool. real confidence booster for her, um, and uh, yeah, it just makes me feel a little bit better when I go out for a cycle, knowing like she's she is actually fast, you know, really really she's dropping you, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's not me getting slow or anything like that. It's just her getting quicker. So there you go. Anyway, so yeah, that, that was that was my training for the week, um, and yeah, just looking forward to just getting getting it done, really, getting Not getting the race you know, so should be good. Brilliant. So we'll, uh, we'll, right. I mean, we'll definitely need to we'll we'll be doing an overseas chat with you next week, and we'll get uh, the final the final chat beforehand. Yeah, yeah, maybe with a beer in hand. Quite right. Unfortunately, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna be this this weekend. This this podcast. But yeah. Sorry. I'm, sta- I'm starting with a black eye, golden eagle, golden eye. Sorry. So that's all good. Go- golden eye. Is that an is that an IPA or what is it? It's a pale ale. Is it? Oh, okay. It's a very nice pale ale. I must say, I get stomping hangovers with black eye really. I don't know why, but so I'm I'm not like to have Quite that. Them. Yeah. So I am... Um, Talking of racing, I actually raced last night, so we were going to talk, we were, I'm, I'm only angry about whether we should talk about it this week or next week, but I think we'll put it out this week because it means everyone who ran can um, have a, a bit of insight into the into how I saw the event. So, Tuesday, yesterday was the uh, Metro Aberdeen Beach 10K, which is hosted by our club. It's the, it, for me, it's the, well, it is the fastest uh, 10K in Aberdeen, I would say, and it's uh, with an entry of 400, so really good turnout. And really it was, yeah, brilliant. Really nice evening, sunny, pretty breezy from the north. But you basically, it's a the prom in Aberdeen is two miles long, so you start in the middle of it and you go all the way to the top. 
all the way to the bottom, all the way top, all the way to the bottom. So it's effectively uh, three, Four laps. Two, two, uh, two laps plus the well, full up and down plus half up and down. So um, yeah, very good race. So I went into that um, seeing as a as a good opportunity to run a reasonable time. I ran 34:52 at Vega Hughes 10k a couple of weeks ago. So I was looking to build on that. Doing a bit quicker now, and I mean I didn't adjust my training. I, I trained through it. Effectively, I did a long one on Sunday, so um, you know I was hoping to get to take some time off. So yeah, I was pleased enough to run 34:15, which is cool. Uh, heading in the right direction. Um, but a few things about the race. One, great fields. I was eight. Um, it was really good to see a really good turnout from not only our runners, but we got the trio of Inverness runners. So. Um, Big shout out and thanks to Inverness Harriers, Mike O'Donnell, Gordon Lennox and Graham B who all came down and ran and oh really nice. mixed it up, which was cool. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a Metro Inverness Smackdown going on. Um, so it's like the old firm, isn't it? It is like the old firm, yeah. So Highland Dark, no, not the Highland Dark. Brawls and all sorts, mate. It was just uh, oh, was chaos. But no, what was short? Short, 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 short Willie's, Willie's hitting? No. No, not quite. Not that kind of brawl. That's uh, a... Okay. But it was, uh, we had, um, so Miles Edwards, um, I don't know who Miles was for, he had a Metro Aberdeen vest on yesterday, so he ran a Metro Aberdeen yesterday. So Miles won it in 31, uh, sorry, I beg your pardon, I don't actually have the results in front of me, it's that fresh, it's 32 something, I'll say. 32, it was 30, 30 something. 32, 30 something, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it was uh, Cameron Strachan, um, training a mate of mine, um, the cop measure I've been lad who ran a stonking 33.03, so a PB on a windy night. Oh, right. well, um, yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Susie's really coming back. And then Gordon Lennox yeah. was third, I believe. Um, Cameron got a lot of stick last time, didn't he? And he did. Oh, about his, yeah. His Russell. Russell Burgess. He's on the way. He's, anyway. he's clearly, he's clearly back and meaning business. That's a really impressive run. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that was cool. We had a, so we went. If you start heading out into a headwind, and it was pedestrian for the first sort of quarter of a mile. No one wanted to take it on. It was a thin. Everyone's in a blind. You know, nobody. You know, it's really pedestrian. And fair play, Gordon Lennox sets light to the touch paper and just goes, and then the whole thing explodes. And it was it was cool. So that there was a group up front moved on with um, those lads plus Mike O'Donnell, um, Graham B. Was, uh, was was Miles in that? as well then or was yeah. everyone in the same so yeah. Miles so I, I understand seeing the Miles afterwards that him Gordon and Cameron were together for quite a long way and then um, Mike Mike O'Donnell and um, Stonehaven AC runner Jason Kelly were in the mix as well and then behind that you had a group you had Graham B who dropped off on his own in the wind and then behind that you had a group myself um, and uh, Ben Ward mate of mine from the club and uh, James Adamson who's unattached but he'll be getting a He's going to get chapped in his door by me with my uh, yeah, hat on trying to recruit for a good run. So it was cool, but it was really good fun racing. You know, it was on those nights, um, it was a bit of a, a, a ding-dong, certainly the three I was with. Um, and Ben edged me on the line, he had a really good run, a PB for him, and uh, and James just behind me. So yeah, good crack, so I'm rambling a bit. But 34.15, pleased with that. And I'm, you yeah, know, I said, effort, yeah, I said I was hoping by the end of the summer to maybe get down towards 33.30, so... Well, you're on, the, you're on the right way. I don't know exactly. it was a little bit windy as well, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was windy, I mean, I don't know. It, there was... You're never going to get perfect conditions at a prom. Or a prom, you know, so it, it was fine. It, interestingly, uh, I, I haven't got the Baker, well, the Baker Hughes Aberdeen 10K, which I 
which is a few weeks ago, but the the, the mail times are a lot faster overall. Okay, Robbie's time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rob, uh, other than Robbie's time, you know, the depth of, of the mail the mail race was um, much stronger than than at the Baker Hughes. Yeah, definitely. So I was seventh at Baker in thirty four fifty, and I was eighth at the beach in thirty four fifteen. So I mean that says it all. Um, so yeah, so I, I thought I went into it hoping to maybe shoot for, uh, you know, shoot for thirty four minutes, and yeah, the wind lost a bit of time. Um, but yeah, please, please ask. And then on the women's side, I, I said that was Oxford Nicola Nicola Gold, um, Metro Abdeen as well, Stone International. She won it in I think thirty eight something, um, and I. I apologise, I don't know who was uh, second and third, but very good turnout from our club, and I'd say good to see some quick time. Yeah, that's good, good to see Nicola back running as well again. Um, Nicola, you're right, Nicola's a, an amazing athlete, she's uh, you know, a PB for a 10k sprite, 3.57, um, yeah. which was in the top 20 all time um, a few years back, it, it might well still be, um, but yeah, Nicola's a class athlete. Yeah, really good to see her running. Great. So uh, that is that takes us well into this week's running and racing news. So um, I guess first up, it's the, for me the, the biggest one to talk about is the Inter District Hill Champs from the which was on the weekend there. Yeah, so that that one's not necessarily like that was in Inter District one was the week after, the week before that. I beg your pardon. Every week, Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm absolutely, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so th- this one was the, it was the Home International. So Home International, um, sorry, beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah, get it right, God, jeez, Tom. Do your research, although you yeah, did all the research for this, this week. Yeah, um, poorly, by the looks of it. So yeah, uh, it was, the, the Home International was um, in Sedfra, uh, and we had a few of the, the guys up north who were running, um, had James Espy, B-side runners, and Stephanie Troven, who was also running. And so I'm not going to go through all the results. And uh, but the top, the top ten of Scots were also. We had a North athlete, Anna McFadden, as well from Forest. And so she, she was also running. Interestingly, Anna McFadden, and, and she's uh, under under 20, and you know, obviously, I've got a keen interest in Anna because she's um, she's from my my um, my old club, Forest. Um, now Anna's, uh, you know, I've seen her going through the ranks uh, as a junior, and, and she's now, uh, you know, one of the, the, you know, the best distance run, junior distance runners in, in Britain. And um, now Anna did the on the Friday night. There was the was it the BM? Oh God, what was on on the Friday night, Tom? Was it the BMC races in Glasgow? The Glasgow Milers Week. Oh yeah. So that was on the Friday night. Now Anna did that race, and she. She did the 3,000 metres, and she was 9.59, and, and then on the following day, she did the whole, the whole well, the, it was the World Mountain Running Championship trials, mm-hmm. as well as the Home Internationals, so it was a trial for the GB team uh, for the for the World Championships, as well as the, the Home Internationals. So she wasn't, I don't think she was running for Scotland, but she was running as an individual to try and get in the team, so anyway, cut long story short, Anna came second, so she's now in the got automatically selected for the GB team, um, which is heading out to Macedonia um, in, a, in a few weeks' time. So, congratulations, Anna. Um, and, yeah, there, there you go. So, 
from the, the, the kind of Amherst Scots who were racing, uh, Lauren Dixon, she was the winner, who's from last week. Uh, she, she she won the, the junior women's race. And senior men's race, uh, you and Brian Piscott, no, I'm trapped, I've missed out, uh, one of the top guys who, who actually won the race, Andrew Douglas. Um, he, he, he retained his, his title. Um, he's actually won the, the home international race for four out of five years. Five times, um, right. so he's, you know he's a top-class guy. He's just come back from um, from the US. So yeah, well done, Andy. Uh, Andy's he's also he's from the north as well. He's from Cape Ness, up that kind of neck of the woods. So yeah, great great result for Andy. Um, the second Scott was Ewan Brown of Kistorton, and so he was sixth place. He did get picked for the team, um, but he's chapping in the door, so yeah, well done, you. And Ross Collins as well, he was seventh, uh, well done. Ross Mike Collins, Strain. he's always getting mentioned on here. He's yeah, he's every week. Yeah. yeah. It's more of a mention than you do, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's because yeah. I'm on form, maybe. Yeah. That's that actually done. Yeah, but, uh, he's mentioned James, who, who came, came, came in in 13th place, so. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, that's really well, good. And uh, the girls, uh, Georgia Tindley, she was eighth. Uh, first Scott, Ruth Joss, twelfth. Seth Proven in thirteenth. And um, her first international appearance, Kirst, uh, senior international appearance, is Kirsty Rogan from. Uh, who used to be a Forest High, is now a Murray Road runner. So welcome to Kirsty as well. Awesome results. So there that's you go. Cool. So we've uh, got. So basically, for the Euro European Mountain Running Champs. They've announced the selection for that, so as you said, we've got um, a few, yeah, a few in there. I mean, Andrew Douglas, Scott go in there, and then Lauren Dixon and Anna McFadden on the under twenty women. So really cool to see see three Scots in uh, in the British uh, British squad for the European yep. Mountain Running Champs. Yeah, good good result, really. Okay, okay. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the news from the hill front. Uh, what other races did we have on? What other races? I'm just looking at our list here. So we've got the um, I was going to stay on hill racing, but moving on on to a bit of road. Actually, we've got there was a Vale of Leven ten. There was a couple of races on on the weekend. So there's I'm going to start with the Vale of Leven ten k because um, Paul Sorry from uh, Shettleston was I think it was Shettleston was that right? Ah uh, yeah Shettleston. Yeah Shettleston. Yeah. Um, Thirty three twenty eight. Sorry. If you ever see him, you'll know Paul because he's the tall guy. He always wears a bandana. Yeah, always. Where's it like a, a bandana? And what I like is yeah, more, often, more often than and not, the bandana matches his vest. It's a blue yeah. and yellow bandana. And he's, a, he's also the guy who will have the, the, the biggest grimace on his face while he runs as well. Yeah. It's the opposite to Chris Jones, but he doesn't smile. He's 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 he's, uh, he's hard at it. Like. Yeah, he is working hard. So so he worked hard this week, I'm sure, to win the Vale Leaving 10K in 3328. Second was Peter Tucker, 347. And third was to all the Mendes Steb, who we talked about was maybe not in such good form at the moment, um, 34-21. But what's interesting is, he, Tewaldi won it last year, Paul Sawyer was second and Peter Tucker was fourth. So obviously these boys are regulars there and it was good to see a bit of a, a, bit of a showdown. And on the women's side, Natalie Stevenson, Fusion Triathlon, was first in 41-46. Pamela McCrossan, Clyde Zohari was second, 43-26. And Roberta Maxine Crook. Unattached was third in 47.39. Um, and yeah. I think 
what, well, we're going to move, the next one we're going to move on to is the, is the Alwa half. We talked about that last week because it was postponed and it's a, a really good spring half. It's been postponed due to the beach phase this year. But Paul Sorry, he ran the 10k on Saturday, won it, and then he went and was third at the Alwa half on a Sunday. Right, that's, that's a racing machine. Yeah. You must have two Adam. bandanas. Either that or what? Well, it's hot weather movies got dry, wash and dry quickly, but... You have to wash it, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Cross, yeah. Christopher, 108, he was racing last week at Edinburgh as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he won the EMF 10K. Yeah, he did. Jeez, Joe. So we need to get our names in the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Alistair Hay was second in 110. Uh, Alistair Hay's a Commonwealth Games 1500-meter runner. Um, oh, God, when was he? He was at the Commies. A few years ago, um, but yeah, 330 odd, uh, 1500 meter runner. So Al- Alistair obviously showing that he can, you know, he can run short distance as well as long. He's also been the Scottish cross country champion, um, as well. So yeah, a real, real good runner. Um, not sure how much uh, half marathons he's done, um, but yeah, solid, solid start. Anyway. Well, look, it looks like his PBs. He looks like he's run, he's run a 68 minute before. So that looks like he's. I think it was really warm last weekend, so that may, may explain why some of these times are, uh, well, certainly his time is going to be a wee bit off. Maybe. Yeah. So, and then, um, the female front, we had Fanny Garuku, won 20-21, Claire Moffat from Falkirk, won 22-20, and Sheena Logan from Fife, and won 25-08. Fanny, Gar- Fanny Gareco, she's, she's had a few mentions. She must be racing quite well. And, and Sheena, actually, fair play to Sheena, because Sheena, we mentioned last week, she ran the Edinburgh Marathon in, well, I think it was uh, like 3.05 or something. It was a, oh, right. a strong run, so she's come, she's not far off split that again at a half the week after, so. Aye, strong run well, for her. There you go. I sure. think that was really um, last week I'm in terms of races. Yeah, I'm just, uh, obviously, each week we, we you know we, um, we 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 go over the results and we we mention certain names and we might have our own little little say on on some of the races and how well people run. Um, now I know Callum McKenzie. Callum McKenzie messaged me something. I forgot forgot to mention. He's uh, he took he took issue in, in me um, telling him to move up the distance. <laughs> he wasn't happy with that because he's a he's a. Uh, He's been doing. He's been wasting his time doing 1500 meters. So he's not even doing half and half full marathons. But he's, he's um, stepping down. He's, he's well. He's always he's always been middle distance really. Um, and he does the odd. Uh, he does the odd fives and tens now and again. Um, in fact, he, he barely does any 10k's. So he's uh, yeah. Hopefully, again, I'm going to stick to my guns. Um, I think he needs to. To, to move the distance up again, so there you go, Carl. Anyway, right, so race-wise, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I look forward to seeing a, a marathon result in the next year with Carl McKenzie at the, yes. the sharp end of it. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and, let's, um, uh, let's have the showdown. Showdown, Carl versus Kyle. So, or Kyle gets, uh, gets past it. He's a couple of years younger than me, so, yeah. so he's, got, he's got age on his side. Right, so I think the yep. now's a good time to uh, to let, let's have a listen to the your uh, your chat with Lewis. Do you want to intro that a wee bit? We're gonna call it the Doc 
talk. And the reason for that is Lewis is actually a doctor as well as um, uh, an amazing coach. He's been coaching me for a good few years now, and uh, you know a lot of the success is, is his, you know based on his um, advice he's been giving me. So, um, he, so he not only does does, um, does Lewis coach me, he coaches a, a few other uh, other athletes as well, um, and uh, and he also coaches uh, my wife as well for for triathlons as well. So it's, it's quite a good mix. So. Um, yeah, uh, there's going to be a regular series with, with Lewis, um, you know, different types of, of topics each week. Um, so if you do have any topics that you want to include uh, or you want us to talk about, um, give us a shout and we can hopefully have a chat about them. Or even, indeed, any questions that you might have and you want to direct them to Lewis, feel free to do that as well. So there you go. Anyway, without further ado, uh, the chat this week is about marathon training. Enjoy. Okay, this is our first um, little series of the Doc Talks, um, and I am delighted to uh, have uh, my coach, Lewis Walker, on the show for the first time, uh, and hopefully it won't be the last. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the, the whole idea of the, these series is just to, in that, certainly to enhance the podcast, um, but to provide our listeners with different types of um, advice on all things running, distance running, um, ranging from uh, marathon training to nutrition to uh, recovery um, and a whole load of other things um, that you can enjoy whilst you're going out for your, your two-hour run. So, um, yeah, so without further ado, um, we'll get stuck in, I suppose, Lewis. Um, so, Lewis, okay. just, I mean, I could, I could sing your praises all day, and mm. uh, but I'd rather... Just for the listeners, just give us a little bit about who you are and okay. what you do, and yeah, yeah. Okay. So, for folk who don't know me, I, I'm a GP. Uh, I've been a GP for nearly 30 years up in Bucky. I'm an Aberdeen lad, uh, Maastricht boy at heart. And, uh, and it was when I was in Maastricht that I started running, and a lot of that was because I went to a school in town and I had to get off the, the number 23 bus at Maastricht uh, and uh, run for my life to get home. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that started my, my, my running days uh, as, as a teenager uh, up, up in Maastricht. And w one of the, the, the things that, that was key was uh, Aberdeen Athletic Club. At that time, Hunter Watson, and Hunter's still on the go, because I've Hunter seen him. Watson. Yeah, Hunter Watson. Uh, and do you not know Hunter? He was a stalwart. He still is a stalwart. Hunter must be in his eighties ah. now. Uh, and he ran the the young athlete section of Aberdeen Athletic Club is he in still the early seventies. Well, he's still around. I've so seen there's him. a links pack where it comes from. They weren't run from ASV. Right. Okay. Uh, so he might maybe. He, there's a photograph just recently of him with Bill Ewing, who used to be. Uh, well, in fact, he still is the Aberdeen Athletic Club steeplechase. Oh, record yeah, holder yeah, I did see that. Yeah. And yeah. 349, 1500 meter runner back in the day. On so a cinder track. Uh, yeah, on a cinder track, yeah. you know, I, I, absolutely. So that was my days when, when the Chris Anderson Stadium was, in fact, Linksfield uh, Stadium. And it was, in fact, it, it was cinders at one point, then they got some sand up from the beach, I think. Did they? And we used to, we used to uh, train very hard there. G yeah. Guys in the past like Graham Wang, yeah. uh, Fraser Klein. Yeah. Um, 
And in those days, you know, I, I was mainly a, a, an 800 meter runner. I had the good fortune to win the Scottish Schools 800, the Scottish Unis 800. I ran, you know, cross country in, in kind of junior internationals. Yep. Uh, and then uh, I had a coach at the time, a guy called Frank Horwell. Have you ever come across Frank Horwell? Um, no, I don't think I have. No. So, no, so Frank's de is deceased now. So Frank yeah. was one of the founding members of the uh, British Milers Club. Oh right, okay. Um, and did he not die recently? A couple yeah, of years it's ago. Just, it's just yeah, it's not that long. I ago. do remember the being a obit obituary. Uh, an obituary. Yeah, yeah. obituary. Yeah. <laughs> so Frank Frank was a horrific uh, trainer, yeah. uh, and I remember in the seventies. Doing these, you know, so Frank's philosophy yeah. was that if you if you were being sick in a bucket at the end of a lactic acid session and you hadn't trained hard enough, uh, so <laughs> periodically uh, all of the folk who did this, uh, got, you know, were sick, yeah. uh, and also uh, a, a number of injuries. So I, I kind of was injured uh, quite frequently through that kind of training, even though I was performing really really well. So it was a yeah. bit of yo-yo land. Um, and then, of course, I became a, a, a doctor, and the problem with that was uh, nights on call, you yeah, know, working every third hour, night, seventy hour, yeah, kind of yeah. quite considerable. So, I kind of dropped out for, uh, for for a number of years. Yeah. Although at the same time, I was still doing a bit of coaching. I don't know whether your your oldie listeners will remember guys like uh, Ray Creswell. Oh Ray, yeah, Ray, yeah, 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 yeah. Good 1500 meter runner yeah. in the past. So Ray was part of my group. I was guys like David Stephen, uh, Graham, Graham Mitchell, um, and you know, latterly, um, Graham Lang and I uh, collaborated on on two or three marathons yeah. and, and half marathons. So um, that that was my kind of middle days in Bucky, as it were, into the kind of. 1990s, early 2000s, yeah. and then and then I kind of got the bug again and started running, getting into vet running. Once yeah. I was post 45, 50 vet, super vet, so 10k's, half marathons, and yeah. and for my sins, I did do a couple of marathons to test out the kind of training that I was giving folk. So putting it all into practice, yeah, as well. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, what's the word to say? You know when you. Talk the talk. <laughs> talk the talk. Walk the walk. Like the dog talk talks. The talk they're walking the walk, but you're talking the talk. I'm walking uh, yeah. your own walk. Yeah, it, walk, it, walk. It is a lot easier. It is a lot easier giving folk the sessions to do rather than doing them. And and when I so latterly when I got back into into kind of coaching again, uh, I was again fortunate that I met up with some really good athletes. So guys like like Mark Mitchell. Yeah. And and Mark became. Um, well, he was already a Scottish 800 meter champion, but he won that again. Yeah. A couple of 1500 outdoors, indoors titles, Scottish 5K um, road champion, yeah. uh, short course cross country champion. Even got a medal in the long course uh, cross country, and then and then he extended as far as a, a 66 minute debut yeah. half marathon. I so think it's interesting as well, like from Mark's perspective, when when you came on to to help him out, he was doing relatively short distance and I remember him doing a doing a 10k um, and he was like 33 minutes 34 before you and then a year later a couple of years later he was running a 30 minutes and he was an 800 meter runner and you could see you know and I know what you in the mileage he was doing the types of training you completely changed his training um, and not saying what he was doing was wrong the no. first time but 
to, to allow them to progress into other distances. Um, you you kind of gave them the tools to, to do that really, which I which for me uh, going into me now this yeah oh you right was like, wow, to chat about you yeah <laughs> how the hell is this guy yeah. so quick you know this guy wh what's he giving you you know <laughs> so I want I want this train I want to do that kind of stuff and that's how I I got to meet you was I asked Mark um, you know who think you um, think I could speak to Lou you know and kind of get in contact with Lewis and just ask him if he can help me out with, with training because at that point oh god 2012 I think it was yeah um, I was just a little bit stuck in a rat um, I really wanted to get into training like lots you know I was only training I've mentioned this before but I wasn't training that much but um, when I spoke to you you basically said to me do x y and z and, and that's what I did and that's kind of where, where it stemmed but uh, but anyway, I'm not your top well, athlete. So yeah, 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 well, <laughs> you've done it. You've done incredibly well, and you're you're a testimony to, um, to to the system that I've been using, which is not simply my system. It's it's a system that I've honed from lots of other coaches in the past, and particularly one of my big influences was a guy called Renato Canova, yeah. who's uh, an, an Italian coach who's coached Olympic champions from 800 to the marathon. And I really liked his training principles and, and particularly his, his ways of, of getting specific endurance uh, for individuals above and below the event distance that, that, that they, they, um, they were competing at. And, and so I, I, I used that principle a lot. I used it a lot with, you know, with Miles Edwards, yeah. uh, who's, who's another um, you know, 1500 indoor and, and outdoor champion. And the, those methodologies you kind of worked very well. And with yourself, uh, I, r I remember the first time I actually saw you run. In fact, I think you'd, you'd sent me an email about coaching you, and I thought, right, yeah. okay, I'll need to see this guy. Yeah. So you were running a 10K in Elgin, and I think I, right. cycl yeah, I cycled, cycled kind of yeah. halfway, halfway out. You didn't yeah. know I was there. And then I followed you. <laughs> yeah, so I followed you all the yeah. way back in to see, oh, what's this guy like? Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I felt pretty certain that given the kind of training that you'd been doing, the kind of times that you were currently running at that point, that we could do something, you know, pretty substantial. You know, and I think I was running what thirty four, thirty three, thirty three to thirty four, yeah. I think, yeah. and I think you did about a thirty two high at Inverness, yeah. um, and then over a couple of years you got down to the mid thirties, mid thirty thirties, thirty thirty forty, yeah. um, and sixty eight half marathon, two twenty five marathon, and we've been playing around this last year or two, you know, particularly with ultras, and uh, yeah, you know, yes. which is which has been good fun. For you, for you, for you, giving giving me those sessions to do for me, not not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's been it's been. Uh, I think for the, the last few years, it's been. I mean, if it wasn't for for you giving me these sessions, there's no way I would be doing the times I'm doing. Um, but I, I think a lot of it is. You're right. You know, it's 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 easy for. I I think a lot. Of it's easy for you to subscribe. You know, give me these sessions to do, but. It's the work that you've put in as well to, to give me them and, and for me to then follow on. Well, I've kind of well I've been fortunate that, that I've, there's been a number of athletes that I've been able to, to help through coaching that have also educated me. It's guys like Joe Simmons, you know, really good hill runner, yeah. 
Joe, Joe decided he wanted to run uh, run a marathon several years back on the roads. That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, we got him down to two twenty at Rotterdam. He finished twentieth on a stinking hot day. It was about eighteen degrees in the second half of that race. But that that taught Joe and myself, you know, you know, quite a lot about about marathon training. Dougie Selman ran also two also yep. going back to Joe. Um, yep. I mean Joe. I think it was it was the time where Joe got a silver. You not get a bronze medal at the Scottish Championships cross country. Yeah, he, well, that he, was yeah, so that was year. that was part of his preparation yeah. for the Rotterdam Marathon, which was was in April, and we t- we targeted um, Scottish cross country. Yeah, and he got he got a bronze yeah. there, uh, which was which was really good. And so guys like him, Dougie Selman, did two twenty one at Berlin a couple of years ago. Uh, there's. Um, uh, an English guy, if I'm allowed to say uh, that, that, yeah. that I also coached, uh, Stuart, Stuart Robinson, and, yeah. and Stuart went from I think 226 down to 221. Um, so I haven't had the you know Fraser Klein on the program uh, a c- couple of weeks back. Uh, I've not had the quality of athlete of Fraser and Klein. Uh, Fraser and Klein, Fraser, <laughs> Fraser Klein and Graham Lane, Bonnie and Klein, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who you know who started off in the in the kind of low two twenties yeah. and went down. In Graham's case, he was running two fourteens regularly, as was Fraser. Graham got down to two thirteen fifty nine, yeah. and Fraser skipped the two thirteen, skipped the two twelve, and yeah. went straight to two eleven fifty at Sacramento. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think. Scottish athletics until more recently has kind of really lamented the passing of um, a, a lot of really good, tough, strong, yeah. um, you know, distance runners that that were by no means Br- British best folk, yeah. but but nowadays would be you know very yeah, much up there next to Mo Farah. Yeah. Well, you know, rubbing shoulders with them yeah. all the time. I guess it's definitely a really good point. Um, like. Uh, there seems to be a little bit of us, uh, you know, a, what's a, an insurgence of, of distance runners coming through the ranks again, which is great, but certainly not the depth they used to be. Yeah. Um, and you know, you could argue back and forth why the, what the reasons are. If it's you know people sitting down more, eating more junk food, and or is it to do with the, simply the, the sheer effort and the, the training, uh, not having that, you know. Um, not having that drive to just go out and run all the time and every day and uh, you know and a lot of it is just time uh, you know for, for me and maybe even the groups of, of runners and um, a lot of people are looking for shortcuts now um, yeah looking at yeah. trainers or looking at their Garmin or you know going on this kind of diet and really like it, it, you have to strip it all back sometimes and, I, I, uh, I think the key the key throughout is is you train bloody hard. You, you have to learn how to to recover well as you know at the same time, but you have to train hard. I mean, I know Fraser shared his training with me in the past, and you know he would you know he would go out on you know for a long run, but it would be like run four miles to meet up with a bunch of guys who would run thirteen miles at five twenty pace or faster, and then he'd run another four miles home. So you get twenty one miles, thirteen of it would be at five twenty pace or faster. <laughs> Um, and that and that was just one part of a weekend session, yeah. you know. And he'd be doing four by a mile midweek. He'd be doing another hard session, you know, a, a, you know, fast ten miles in close to fifty minutes. Yeah. And and you know, and, and Graham, you know, was very similar. And the the kind of stuff that they did was was good, honest, uh, consistent, 
consecutive efforts, but they also had some recovery built in as well, yeah. but, but not too much. Um, and, and I think that, that you need that kind of consistency today as well. Yeah. I think one of the big, when, the, when I started there, you know, when you came me and told me, right, you know, this is how you're going to get quick. I think I remember you saying, oh, I think you can, I think I mentioned it before that you could do this time and that time. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. Um, but you told me how to do it and how I'm going to get there. And I was like, God, this is a lot of work. <laughs> it's not just going to, you know, I never did double sessions. I just ran three or four times a week and, and that was it. And I'm expecting that I'm going to run this time. But really, you, you can only do that if you're going to put in these this effort in these types of sessions and, yeah, and that was yeah. a big thing for me like I wouldn't have at that point known that, I, that if I was to do that I would get quicker so it's that belief as well maybe well I think I think I think it's absolutely you need a bit of belief but the belief comes from a bit of confidence in doing some of the training some of the harder sessions recognizing that oh I've not only finished them but I've actually done okay in the yeah. sessions and then that translates into into some races that get a bit faster yeah. and so it kind of it kind of mushrooms yeah. and you know and I think one of the keys that I think I'd said to you was that if, we're, if you're going to move up in distances there's no point moving up to run half marathons and marathons unless you're kind of running a decent 10k yeah. there's no point trying to run a marathon unless you're comfortable running a decent half and the the kind of of way that that we structured training was w was about kind of getting your 10ks into half marathon and then on to a marathon and yeah. and you know when you were when you were uh, you know doing your first marathons that was a principle that we we adhered to and that, yeah. you know and it worked really quite well yeah it did yeah i, I remember going going into the 10k side when i got my my pb for a 10k it was, it was 30 40 um, I, that was that was probably the, the the time where I was able to like you know I had the speed I had that kind of I could go out and run sub five minute miles and you know hit sub four you know four fifties in mile reps and feel really comfortable doing it and it was so exciting to see when you reflect back on your training what you used to do versus like what you do now it was like oh, this is amazing you know this is amazing to do um, and then all of a sudden uh, like I was. I got injured <laughs> yeah. and I had the, all these hip problems and then after that it was it, it took about nine months to get to get uh, back to normal again and I felt like I lost a lot of that and then that was where I wanted to go right I want to do a marathon now and um, so we, we tried to like retrain yep for getting fast again getting near what you were doing the 31s 30s again uh, and then focusing on building the endurance and uh and some of the sessions, uh, we'll probably touch on it throughout all our different uh, topics. Um, but the marathon training, the sessions were so interesting, and the reason behind them made, t you know, yeah. complete sense. Um, and that's something that should be quite interesting for, for the listeners to hear about. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I enjoy uh, the intellectual aspects of planning marathon training, and, and well, well, I don't. <laughs> uh, well, I I just. Uh, <laughs> Tell me what to do, and I'll, I'll go uh, and do it. So uh, yeah. uh, you know, I could listen to you all day, um, but then I, you know, I, I, you've got a day job as well, so I've <laughs> <laughs> got to give you some space yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's really interesting the reason and why. And I, you know, when you know, when you understand the reason why you're doing it, it makes it so much easier, and you, you have much more confidence of going out and, and doing it because you know it's gonna, yeah, you know it's gonna help. 
Well, I, I think one of the things Fraser said, uh, which is, is, is highly resonant, uh, was around um, when he ran so well, it wasn't just that three months training, it was what he did embedded it into over the past kind of two years worth of work. Uh, and there's a huge amount of truth in that. If you're going to be a distance runner, if you're going to be a good distance runner, a good marathon runner, uh, it, it doesn't suddenly happen. Yeah. You, you grow it over a period of time. But within that, there are kind of waves of, 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 of what you need to do. And I would be suggesting to anybody who's, who's you know, looking to run a good marathon, not just a get-round marathon you know, for charity, but, but something that you know you want to put a bit of time energy and effort into getting a good performance that you really need to structure it in 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 two or three phases and the kind of phases i, I kind of like are, are to have you know and it depends on your time frame for for how long you've got before yeah. your marathon but i'd be looking at something like four to six weeks looking at majoring on 10k kind of work yeah. and then for you know with a decent 10k at the end of that phase Looking at doing uh, at then then a half marathon phase, um, where where you focus on on, on some longer stuff, um, you know, and, and look to run a decent a decent half, and then having about eight to ten weeks, yeah. where you then uh, have a very different focus on, on 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 your marathon training, and and I think I think it's really important for folk to realise that you, it's it's. In comparison, it's dead easy to run a fast 10k or a fast half marathon and completely fall apart in a marathon because it is a different beast altogether. Once you get beyond about 15 to 18 miles, uh, the whole metabolism of, of, of the marathon kind of takes over um, and you really need to prepare significantly differently from, from your standard races. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so, so that was something for me anyway. Um, was learning what types of sessions as well, like going from ten k type sessions to marathon type sessions. Like some of the sessions you gave me, like I, I would never dream of doing that because um, it was so much, so much. You know, a lot of people go out, you do a marathon, and they they think you just need to run twenty five miles, twenty six miles at walking talking pace, and they do it nice and easy. Whereas like what we were doing was was actual marathon pace work. You know, it wasn't yeah. just going out and hitting 25 miles. I know that'll work for some people um, and they just want to get around. But for me, looking at a target time, I had to do like, you know, one one session, 10 miles, like, you know, at like threshold pace uh, and then going, is that right? Well, you weren't, you weren't quite, if it was a 10 mile, 10 by one mile session, That's is that the yeah, one, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so a classic session I, I really quite like in, in a marathon phase yeah. of, of preparation, one of, one of the key uh, preparatory sessions is you run 10 miles, you know, quite hard. And by that, you're looking at hard, but within yourself. So you're maybe running six minute mile pace, 550. So for some folk, it's 545 pace. Yeah. Um, and then you're straight into 10 by a mile with a minute recovery where you're running considerably faster. Yeah. So, so for the guys I was looking at and, and was coaching at the time, they, they, they were looking at 520 to 5.25 per mile as their marathon target pace. So you've got to be thinking of 15 to 20 seconds either side of that. Um, so, you know, 5.40, 5.50 for your 10 miler. But then you've got to be thinking about, you know, getting down to the 5.10s 
um, five fifteen, five tens for your your mile reps with a with a minute recovery. Yeah. Now that's not a session for the faint hearted. <laughs> as, as I knew yeah. when I got to <laughs> mile nineteen. Oh Jesus. Uh, yeah. That's, and you know those mile reps, although they're short, you know they only have a mile till you get that recovery. But that recovery is only a minute. It's only yeah. 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 It, was, it was tough. Um, but, but you would need to, you know, just to, to make sure folk don't just jump into those kind of sessions, uh, that, that kind of session might have come from a session earlier where you'd done eight miles and eight by a mile. I think that's and what we yeah, started off. And I think we probably started off with that. And yeah. kind of earlier in a half marathon phase, you'd have been doing uh, uh, s some sessions that like four by 15 minute runs with a three or four minute recovery. So, so that y you have to kind of build into these really... Um, significant marathon effort uh, type sessions and, and you really shouldn't do too many of them. You maybe want to do just half a dozen key specific sessions during your marathon phase. But around that you're tailoring some you know, longer easy runs, some runs at threshold pace, some runs at 10k pace and, and you're, you're, you're just keeping all of your various types of endurance uh, going whilst you prepare your metabolism. And I say that advisedly because one of the keys uh, about running a good marathon is is really about getting your fat burning capacity uh, up. It's, li it's like you become a diesel turbo engine. Yeah, the diesel turbo, yeah. yeah. So you've got to get, you've got to do stuff that, 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 that uh, allows you um, t to burn this carb fat fuel mix in, in a really more efficient way because the more carb sparing you can be in your training uh, at, at pace uh, you know there's no point doing doing fat fat metabolism training at seven and a half eight minute mile pace yeah. if you're looking to run you know 520 or 530 for your marathon pace um, so you so you've got to you've got to run quite hard quite long but you're looking to, to at all times get this get a bit more fat burning, spare your carbs, particularly for the first half of, of a marathon, uh, so that you've got you've got a bit left for your last six miles. So you so you don't fold in that last six miles. I, I think that was the biggest thing for me was from you know, marathon training, learning about that, and then going right. Oh, actually, this this works for ultra marathon marathon yep. training as well. Um, and and yeah, learning about you know I used to think you do this session, you're going to do this type of session. This is why you're going to do it. But actually, you need to think about how you you're fueling as well, and your you know how you're burning your how you're burning your your energy supplies as well. And uh, it's such a big topic, which I'm sure we're going to go into in, in another FAD yep, series. We um, can certainly do that. So that's part one of our first discussion with Lewis Walker about. Doc talks about uh, about marathon training. So come back next week if you dare, and you'll get the we'll get part two. Um, bring part two to you. Brilliant, excellent. Okay, um, so we're kind of rounding rounding off to the end now, aren't we? Yeah. Got so few, few bits and bobs to chat about. Yeah, I mean we've had a few. Uh, I think um, we've had a few questions from listeners, which. Uh, which we've got, I think we may, may have to answer next week with regards to time, but uh, I guess the message to listeners are, you know, yeah, we're, please send your questions, it's great, we're great to hear them, I mean, just an example, we've had a question from Robert Patterson, who's, who said, I need a new trainer, 
and he's good cushioning. And apparently Robert runs in Asics GT1000, and he wants to know what he's running. Now, firstly, I would say go to a running shop. That's, uh, and uh, well, we don't know what type of running you are, but if you're, you know, uh, go, go go to shop, sort you out. I'm sure. What I'm going to say is, so I bought a pair of Nike Pegasus 35 last week, right? I've never yeah. enjoyed running in a shoe so much. It's really? dynamite. It's honestly, it's uh. It's a sort of love at first strike uh, shoe, and yeah, I've been in them all week, really enjoying them. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in a good night, a good neutral shoe, and you're not one of these people who hates Nike, then try the Pegasus 35. Anyway, Robert, go to the running shop would be our suggestion, and they'll sort you out. That's uh, yeah, that's that's good advice, Tom. Um, I get you asked the question, what, what do we run in? Um, well, I, I, mm-hmm. I do most of my running off-road, um, so I tend to run in a trail shoe. And again, I'm, I'm lucky enough to um, be an ambassador for Salomon, um, so I've been, I've been running, you know, even before I was, I was an ambassador, I was always running in Salomon stuff anyway, you know, Salomon shoes anyway. And um, I, the, the main shoe that I run in at the moment for my training is the, um, the Salomon Sense Ride, uh, which is a great shoe. Um, you know, it's a kind of hybrid shoe, so you can you can run on the road and it feels fairly cushioned, uh, neutral shoe, um, and it's you know I've had it for a good good couple of months now and it just looks good as new and I'm whipping out you know God about I've probably done about 300 miles in them and they, they look great you know the soles still good wearing on it there's still a lot of cushioning um, and they're so easy they just fit comfortably in my feet. Um, 